Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, I'm so excited to be going first with some ladies that I absolutely love, and I'm so excited to have both of them on the show this time. It is Riley and Ronnie from Plan to Eat. You guys know I love Plan to Eat. They just had their big Black Friday sale. I think they are amazing. I use them every single week to keep my life in order and not lose my mind. It is such a game changer for me and has been for years and years and years, seven years to be exact. And I love every chance that I get to chat with these ladies because they are just so much fun and we have a lot of similar interests. And so today they are coming on the show to talk all about Christmas food and Christmas traditions and all of that kind of thing. It was a super fun conversation. And then as a little bonus, you can hop over to their new plan to eat podcast podcast at the end of the month and I am going to be on their show and we are going to be talking all about New Year's and New Year's goals and how to use plan to eat in the new year. It's a really good time. I just absolutely love these ladies and I hope that you are really going to enjoy this conversation. But before we get there, I just want to say thank you to all of you who support the show. To all of you who listen in week after week after week. For those of you who actually contact me on Instagram, you don't know what it means to me. When I get a message from one of you that says, hey, I've been a longtime listener and I'm really loving this, or this thing was so impactful, or I look forward to your show every week. A lot of times those messages, they come in at just the right time to sort of keep me going. And I just want to say how much I appreciate those of you who do that. If you haven't connected with me on Instagram, I would love to chat with you. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa over there. I try to reply to all of my messages. I'm really showing up in a bigger way over there right now. I am sharing a lot more about our life. I'm sharing a lot more about the things that I love and making sure that I'm linking to those things very regularly. So if you're interested in any of the stuff that I am using, whether it's for stress management or just life in general, or planning or whatever it is. If you're interested in the outfits that I'm wearing that day, I'm trying to stay on top of posting all those things to Instagram so you can find them really easily and just be able to access all of that information without having to go digging for it. And so you can find me over there at Mackenzie Coppa. I would love to connect with you. All right. But I really think that this episode is a lot of fun. We get to dive into all of the Christmas things and talk about the Christmas food. So without further ado, here is Ronnie and Riley from Plan to Eat. Welcome back, Ronnie, and welcome, Riley, to the show. I'm Mackenzie. I'm so excited to have you guys on today. Obviously, I'm having Ronnie back. She was on earlier in the year and we talked about Plan to Eat because both of these ladies work for Plan to Eat and it's like my favorite company ever. (laughs) But I got to be on your guys' YouTube channel with Riley and then have Ronnie on my show. But now I get to have them both here because they started a podcast. (laughs) Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. We, thank you. We love you too, Mackenzie, and we're oh. so happy to be here. <laughs> it's, it's a mutual love for all things plan to eat and each other. So I thought it would be really fun to have them on the show and they asked me to be on theirs. So that's going to be coming up closer to New Year's. But, you know, I think that one of the top things that people think about around the holidays, I mean, obviously there's decor, there's gifts, and then there's food. Like that's a pretty major one that we are all dealing with around the holidays. So I thought, who better to have on the show to talk about holiday food than you guys? (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. We are definitely excited to be here and we love talking about food. So it's kind of the thing that we talk about every single day. (laughs) (laughs) So perfect fit. Okay. So I want this, like, I am hoping with this episode that we can give people a lot of great ideas, but also they can just like have some fun with us as we just get to like chit chat about our holiday experiences. So everybody grab your cup of coffee and, and maybe kick up your feet for this one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we can provide some really exciting things for them to hear and implement into their lives. (laughs) (laughs) Or in my case, some like really good, uh, workarounds. (laughs) (laughs) how to do it more easily (laughs) yeah okay so I want to talk about holiday traditions as far as food goes with you guys because I think that's a 
out of any season of the year, that's probably like the biggest, this is the biggest season for food traditions. And I think it's interesting to hear every family's different tradition because everybody places different importance on certain things. Like some it's the Christmas meal, some it's the cookies and the candy, some it's, you know, all the different things. So what are some of the holiday traditions for food that you guys have grown up with and still do to this day? You want to go first, Riley? Sure. Um, I feel like I'm going to have a lot to say here because we have a lot of food traditions around the holidays. Um, So my family eats the same meal for Christmas Eve every single year, and none of us can ever remember what it's called. Um, Except for my mom. It's like this Italian pasta dish that you bake in the oven. Um, And so I, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of funny now we all intentionally don't remember what it's called and it drives oh, my mom funny. It kind of drives my mom crazy. Yeah. Um, but she makes it every year. Um I'm gonna get back to you on what it's called. <laughs> it's okay. um, but it's delicious. We eat this we eat it every single new uh Christmas Eve. Um and then on Christmas Day, while we're like, you know, opening presents in the morning, that kind of thing, um, my dad makes this huge like charcuterie spread. Ooh. Um and so I love that. Um, yeah, maybe it sounds weird to eat that for breakfast, but it's kind of the thing we munch on all day. And then we have like one big Christmas day dinner. Um, and so that's while we don't do the Christmas Eve dinner at my house now that I don't live with my parents, um, we definitely still do the charcuterie thing and we're big fans. Um, it's kind of different. It's kind of fun. Um, and we, we really love it. And it sounds like you started doing the charcuterie before it was like, even like a big deal. Oh like yeah. Now been, it's like a I mean, thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm 30. We've probably been doing it since I was like maybe 10. Look so. at your dad being ahead of the times. Like, He's so cool. Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. What about you, Ronnie? Well, growing up, um, my extended family lives in Arizona. So we would always go um, to visit my grandma in Arizona for Christmas. And my grandma is she is like the most amazing cook and the most amazing baker. And so she would spend like two weeks probably before we would show up for Christmas, just baking a ridiculous amount of cookies, wow. sugar cookies, puzzles, like it, pretty much anything you can think of. She would have like Tupperwares full and like we would get stomach aches because we would just <laughs> eat so many cookies because she would, she would make dozens upon dozens. And yeah. um <laughs> yeah. And then we would do, um, like a Christmas Eve dinner of, you know, ham and kind of green beans, traditional things. Um, but then Christmas morning was always brunch with Swedish pancakes. Um, my family's Swedish. So, um, we'd have Swedish pancakes, which are thin. They're like, kind of like crepish. Um, and yeah, we, um, you know, we usually have fresh orange juice because the oranges are like barely in season, uh, in Arizona, uh, around Christmas time. They're like, just maybe starting to get ripe. Uh, so like, I just like the thought of like, uh, eating Swedish pancakes. It's like the next thing that always comes to my palate is like fresh orange juice, because those were always things that we had together. Um, and it was like, we would go pick oranges off of grandma's tree and then squeeze them in the morning for breakfast. So now that, um, you know, I'm older, we don't go to Arizona quite as often for Christmas as we used to. But, um, when I get together with uh, my parents, we still do have Swedish pancakes on Christmas morning, um, as like a Christmas brunch. And, um, so that's definitely still something that we have as a tradition. And we obviously still make Christmas cookies, um, uh, sugar cookies and our sugar cookies are not frosted sugar cookies. We only Ooh. do sprinkles on top. So oh. I might get a little bit of hate for that one, but <laughs> I don't, I don't do frosting on my sugar cookies. <laughs> wow, good to know. You know, I actually, okay, here's my, my weird thing about that is my mom would always make butter cookies, which are in our opinion, way better without the frosting. And so mm-hmm. we always grew up, like if we did frost them, we didn't really frost them to eat them. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> through the fun of frosting them. And I still kind of feel that way because I spent a year as a professional cookie decorator, what? but oh, I know, I know so fun. random, random facts, but I, so I love like doing it, but I don't really like eating them. So it's just yeah. for like the fun of the decorating part, but not, not really the eating part. So I save the ones that are not frosted. Those are the ones that I eat. 
for sure. Yeah. I had a friend growing up who they made sugar cookies and they always frosted theirs. And to be honest, that was like the first time I ever saw somebody frost their sugar cookies because it just was never something we did. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun to frost the sugar cookies and, you know, make your little men, you know, make your little person have a little shirt and pants and everything. And then I would eat them and I was like, oh, this is not what I like though. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Totally. Ladies, we all have them. Hormones, a lot of times they're not very fun to handle because they can do some wacky things. But that's exactly why I want to tell you about Bonafide, because they are a company providing natural solutions for perfectly natural symptoms. Bonafide was created to give women an alternative to effectively relieve the symptoms that accompany hormonal fluctuations within our bodies that happen all the time because every woman deserves relief without compromise. So they created natural, powerful remedies to safely treat these symptoms symptoms that occur throughout our lives, from PMS to menopause and everything else along the way. So whether you are dealing with vaginal dryness or PMS or menopause hot flashes and night sweats or vaginal itching and anything else that you could be dealing with because of hormones, they probably have something that is natural and hormone-free to help you find relief. Bonafide offers non-prescription solutions that treat women's health issues using ingredients from nature as often as they can to maximize effectiveness and relief. The ingredients in every Bonafide product are the result of thorough research and development and clinical trials, resulting in every product being scientifically validated. They have safety as a top priority and all products are made with safe yet powerful ingredients completely free of hormones, can I get an amen, and without alarming side effects. Bonafide is recommended by over 80 100 doctors across the country and has been used by more than 333,000 women. So give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Real relief without compromise. To get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com and use the promo code LIVEWELL. That's hellobonafide.com and code LIVEWELL. That's L-I-V-E-W-E-L-L for 20% off at checkout. You can also find this link in today's show notes. And thank you to Bonafide for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. Well, and some years, if I'm like not up for all of the baking and everything because life with four children and craziness, what the thing that we have stuck to every year now is we buy like the pre-made Wilton gingerbread houses. Mm. And they used to only make them where you had to like assemble them yourself. And I'm just, here's, here's my permission slip to all the moms out there. Don't just don't do that. It's a nightmare. (laughs) Like don't try to assemble it Buy the one that is pre-made. Don't like, just don't, don't make it harder than it has to be. Wilton has created a fabulous kit for you to be able to make these gingerbread houses. And we don't really make them to eat them. Like it's much more about the process of decorating them. Now, of course I end up walking by them on the counter and notice that like pieces slowly go missing. (laughs) My kids like (laughs) sneak in the background, but you know, for years, especially I think because I was a professional cookie decorator and like, I'm a three on the Enneagram and I had this like need to want to make all of their houses beautiful. Like, wait, no, baby, don't put the frosting there. Like, can mommy help you? (laughs) (laughs) Then eventually I got past all that. and was like, you know what? it's, this is not about me. It's about (laughs) them. And like, so for the past couple of years, like I, I'm very proud of myself. Like I've really just like handed over the reins to them and whatever they're going to do on there, they're going to do. And it has been so much more fun for me to not like stress about, Oh, these don't look that great. And just let them have like the experience of doing it. And that's been really fun. The only problem is when my daughter, who is also a three and incredibly competitive, wants to know who won. (laughs) No, I can't. I can't choose. Sorry, guys, especially because you're all different ages. But it's like the thing every year they ask for, like, when are we going to do the gingerbread houses? So do you get one for each kid? Yes. Well, it depends on how much money I have that year. (laughs) Sometimes they have like the kits where they have like little ones. They'll have like three in the kit or three or four in the kit. And 
that can be, it's only like $15 or something. Mm -hmm. But if, if we're feeling okay that year, then I will go ahead and get one for each of them and like, let them pick out which one they do. And that's kind of like our big holiday thing that we do. Like they know they count on it. We put on the music and we have the candles going and, you know, like we have, we make it a thing. Oh, so sounds dreamy. I love it. Yeah. It's kind of like worth the little bit of the investment, especially if it's a year, like with my kids where they're going to be with their dad's side of the family a lot. Like I got to kind of capitalize on the things that we do do and make mm -hmm. them like as you know fun as possible. So that's like the big thing that we do like really traditionally, I would say like we spend a lot of time, but then my grandma always made popcorn balls. That was this recipe that's been passed down in our family for years and years and years. And I made them with her growing up and we would make suckers out of the candy coating and like <laughs> we'd do all this stuff. And she's kind of past that point where she's able to do it and stand in the kitchen for that long and stuff. So this is going to be the first year that we really do it ourselves. I'm a little nervous, but <laughs> I'm going to take it on because the kids love them and I love the popcorn. And so it's like, okay, we're, we're going to make it happen this year. We're going to do it. And then my mom always makes almond roca. So when I come into the house and I can smell like that butter browning, like now I have, like, even when I make other recipes with brown butter, I'm like, wait, it's almond roca. No, <laughs> it just smells like it. So it's like one of those scents that just completely takes me back to the holidays, which is fun. Yeah. But, I love that. That's the yeah. best thing about the holidays. I think is just the, I don't know, just so comforting those yeah. smells and all of that is so comforting. And how just like in a second, it can take you back. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I can like picture what my kitchen was like when I was little and my mom would, you know, make it or whatever. So I think that's really fun, especially because a lot of our, like you guys are talking about the Christmas Eve, Christmas day traditions. My mom can be, what is the word I'm looking for? inventive, ingenuitive. I don't know. <laughs> like we go through these stretches of kind of doing something traditionally. And then one year she gets a wild hair and is like, let's do this other thing this year. And it's like, but does anybody else want to do that? I don't know. She always thinks she's going to simplify the process and it never really does, but okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through <laughs> the traditions that we've had. So Christmas Eve growing up until I was about middle school was hamburgers. Like it was the thing where the whole family would come together and we would make hamburgers every year. And then we kind of split off from one side of our family and did our own thing for a while. And we made barbecued crab. Oh, oh. my word. Now, if you want a tradition to stick with, that should be the one because it's amazing. And you just like, you get the crab and you put it all in this pot and then you mix all of these like sauces together. It's got like tomato sauce and Worcestershire and like all of these different things like beef consomme and all this stuff. And you just let it simmer for hours. And then it's like, it becomes a thing too, because everybody's got to crack it and get out all the meat. And like, so it takes up a bit of time, but it is the most amazing thing you will ever eat. And all of the guys would just like gorge themselves on it <laughs> until there was nothing left but bones and, or shell. And it was amazing. So do you eat that with something? Like, do you put it on like on top of something or you just eat it by itself? No, you just, you just eat it. Like you, you end up getting a bowl of the sauce after you cooked it and pulled all mm. the crab out. And so we would like crack the legs and put it back into the sauce and then you eat that. And we'd usually have like a side salad and bread. And that was it. And mm, wow, that sounds really fun. It's yeah. really delicious. So good. So good. Mom, what the heck? Like, what? why well, did we keep that tradition? Particularly with you being in the Pacific Northwest, like you guys get crab and it's like fresh and delicious here in Colorado. Yeah. It, it's variable. A little touch and go. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta be, you gotta be pretty cautious with, uh, seafood in a landlocked yeah, state. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We've got, I mean, we're inland, but we still, I mean, we've got pretty close access to Seattle and like having mm -hmm. stuff fairly fresh. So they usually will like fly stuff in, especially around the holidays. And we have like seafood shops around that just like specialize in that. And, and so, yeah, we did that for 
a long time. And then my mom was like, well, it's kind of expensive. Let's do soup. And we're like, what? We went from crab to soup. But then it wasn't even like simplifying it that much because my mom needed to have three different soup options and <laughs> specialty bread bowls and like all the stuff. So we did that for a couple of years. And and I really don't know what wild hair she's going to get this year as far as what we're going to have, but I, I'm pulling for the crab. I doubt it's going to happen. But. All right. Shout out Mackenzie's mom. If you're yeah. listening, we're all pulling for the crab. Yes, please. <laughs> that's what we would love. So yeah, that's been kind of the like long drawn out history of our pseudo traditions that always you could change. you could really look at that as exciting right because you never yeah. know what it's going to be whereas know. for me it's always the same and so I'm like there's that constant but it's kind yeah. of exciting to not know what's coming well even this past year for Thanksgiving my mom was like we're doing prime rib this year I was like excuse me what <laughs> and then she decided the prime rib was too expensive and they landed on ham so <laughs> you know you just you just never know around these parts what we're gonna end up with <laughs> She really flies in the face of tradition. That is her tradition to do anything non-traditional. So, you know, yes, it's exciting. Okay. Another thing that I know a lot of us have to usually deal with around the holiday season is parties and taking food to parties or events. And whether that's, you know, like a potluck or just bringing like an appetizer or a little treat, I think it's always helpful to have like that thing in your back pocket that you always turn to that, you know, is like a winner for everybody. Plus is pretty easy to pull together. So do you guys have some of those that you just like are your tried and true things that you bring to parties? Yeah, I would say a really big cloud crowd pleaser is uh, bacon wrap dates. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I just actually went to a potluck like a week ago, and that was what I brought. They always, so like getting the things together, I'm always like, oh, it's going to take a really long time to, because I, I stuff mine with some goat cheese and then wrap Ooh. it with bacon. And um, I always think it's going to take longer than it actually does. And then, you know, like the prep, it really only takes about 15 minutes. And, you know, if you have kids, it could be something they could help with. It might get a little messy, but you could probably recruit some help and maybe get like an assembly line of like one person's stuffing it with cheese, the next person's wrapping it, you know, something like yeah. that. Those are always a crowd pleaser. People seriously love those. But I think as far as like something that's easy, particularly around the holidays, just like a cranberry and... Um, orange like sweet loaf or something mm. is always it's like easy to just like whip that up put it in the oven and then it's just like ready to be sliced and brought with you um my mom also my mom is like whenever she's invited to something she always brings deviled eggs which that oh. does involve quite a bit of work but yeah uh, she's like the queen of making deviled eggs so um uh, you know that's another that's another easy party thing that I think most people like deviled eggs yeah I'm, I mean, most people that I'm around like deviled eggs. <laughs> yeah. It always seems to be one of those things that ends up disappearing pretty quickly. Yeah. Riley, yeah, did you so have any other ones besides the one that Ronnie stole? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's funny because I was going to say, I always take deviled eggs. So you know, <laughs> we're really, we're really exciting. I've got deviled eggs and uh, bacon wrap dates. So Ronnie and I can't go to the same parties because we'll take <laughs> You're going to have um, to coordinate. I'll bring the eggs. You bring the dates, you know. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I think that my approach, um, my approach, honestly, is usually like take something that I know that I will eat and my family will eat. Um, if it's more of an appetizer type situation, uh, you can usually count on me for a veggie tray, uh, or maybe like a meat and cheese board. I know redundant again here, but, <laughs> um, but I just know there's always a lot of desserts at holiday parties. And mm -hmm. so, um, I do try to throw in something that, um, is it a bit on the healthier side sometimes, you know, um, just because I know that we can all get so bogged down with the sweet stuff yeah. or like the heavy, you know, um, delicious carby treats and whatever it is, yeah. you know? Um, so I do try to take something low carb sometimes, not, not that it has to be low carb, but just like some veggies, yeah. something that yeah. kind of fills in the gap. Some uh, balance to the balance. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not, uh, against holiday treats. I just think that there can be so many. Um, yeah. and I know other people really love to make holiday treats like cookies and brownies and cakes and all the things. Um, and it's just not like my forte. And so, yeah. 
um, I tend to stick to something else like savory or veggie trays or something like that. So, well, we all need that balance. Like you said, there's gotta be somebody to show up with it or we're just going to gorge ourselves. Yeah. Those kinds of things help too. If you're going to a party with people who have, um, like dietary restrictions. Um, and I am in a world with a lot of those, like a lot of people who have those. And so, um, taking something that kind of fills in the gaps and helps them have something to eat is also really helpful. Yeah, totally. I think that's great. And, and everything I'm about to share does not fall into that category at all. (laughs) That's totally fine. It's totally okay. But we just need to go to the same party. See, you and Ronnie need to not go to the same party and you and I yeah. do. <laughs> there we go. There yeah. we go. We've got it. We got to figure right. it out. Yeah. Great. I guess I'm going to the party that you guys aren't going to. Yeah. See you guys later. I, I, I can, I can go between the two of you since I'm going to offer some re- really not healthy stuff here at all. And it's not going to serve anybody's dietary restrictions. Um, so one of the things that I love to bring and makes it seem like you put in a lot more effort than you actually did is this overnight artisan bread that a friend of mine turned me onto, I don't know, maybe a decade ago. And she was like, you got to make this bread. I was like, I don't have time to be making bread and kneading it and everything. She's like, oh, no, no, no. You don't do anything to this bread. You literally pour everything in a bowl the night before you bake it in the morning. You don't touch it. Like you don't have to do anything. I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And so I made two different versions because it's kind of the glory of this bread is you put the flour and the salt and a little bit of yeast and everything. It's kind of like this base recipe, but then you can add in whatever you want. So you can throw in some minced garlic and some rosemary, or I think I've done one before where we did like cranberry and like you can just really mix up what you put in it. So sometimes I'll even do two loaves. You just let it sit overnight and then you magically bake it in the morning and it looks like you went to some like shop in Paris and got this bread and everybody always raves over it you cook it kind of like in a bowl a covered bowl so like in a crock or something like that you know a Dutch oven and Mm -hmm. so it's got like this amazing crusty goodness on the outside but then it's super chewy on the inside and it literally makes it look like you've been slaving for hours to knead this bread and, you know, be the little red hen. And it's not that way at all. And it's, it's always a crowd pleaser for anyone who can eat gluten. <laughs> don't have that dietary. <laughs> but it's been a big winner for years. It's usually a thing. My family's always like, you're bringing the bread, right? So that's a really good one. And then this one is so silly. It does not at all look like you put in a lot of effort, but man, Everybody loves them. And it's the where you get like the little twisty pretzels and you melt a Rolo on them and then you push a pecan down on the top. And have you ever done this? No. Oh, I've, my, I've seen me. them, but not with the pecan. Usually it's like another candy, but it sounds oh. really good. Yeah, you do it with a pecan and then you've got like that mix of the salty and the sweet and they are so addictive. They're so fast because you just like put them all on a baking sheet pop some Rolos on them. The worst part is having to just unwrap the Rolos. Like that's what takes the longest (laughs) amount of time. But then you, you put them in the oven at 350 for, I don't know, you keep an eye on them for just a couple of minutes, just till they get soft. And then you just press a pecan down on all of the tops of them. So your kids can even help, you know, if you like, if they don't burn themselves, I don't know, maybe I'm giving (laughs) bad (laughs) advice as a parent. Parents parents know what age bracket their kid falls into with things like that. There you go. Like just use some common sense guys, but it, they, you just let them cool and then you can throw them all in a bowl and they're always a crowd pleaser. Like everybody loves them. So yeah, that sounds so good. That makes like, just like making my mouth water to like think yeah. of pretzels <laughs> and chocolate together. <laughs> yeah, they're incredible. And it's like, it seems like the simplest thing ever. And you kind of, you know, if you're going to a high class party, you may get some side eye at first, but you won't after they try them. <laughs> they're just that good. So I think the key thing, key takeaways here are that the things you take are easy and yes. amazing. And there my favorite thing, my favorite part is with the bread, you said that it has magic in it. So there you <laughs> go. it's got magic in it, count us in, right? Yes. Everything is coming here that way. 
<laughs> well, and I just think that if you should put that in the recipe. So if anybody asks for it, just like go ahead and write down magic. But <laughs> with all of these recipes, I was thinking, well, wouldn't it be smart? Because I know people are going to listen to all this and be like, okay, but how do I make all of these things? Well, I'm going to make sure that all of the recipes that I have mentioned are in my plan to eat. Most of them already are. But if you become friends with me on plan to eat, then you can have access to all of these recipes. So that's my, my big plug for you guys today is that that's where they can find all the recipes. I'm not going to have them all typed out on the blog and everything because I'm not a food blog guys. I just told you how to make pretzels with Rolos. (laughs) I will have it listed in my plan to eat because it is one of those things that we make, you know, pretty much every year. So I'll have like the crab on there and the popcorn ball recipe and and all of that stuff. Um, and you guys made it super simple. I, I love that I can like just contact you and be like, hey, so that landing page, is there a way for people to become friends with me easier? Because I kept getting people being like, I want to be your friend, but I don't know how. And so if you guys just go to plandy.com slash livewell, it's really easy right from there to be able to become my friend and then see my recipes and my menus and all that good stuff. So... You guys, I have been a longtime user and lover of Thrive Cosmetics long before they decided to sponsor the podcast. And when they did decide to sponsor the podcast, I was elated because I genuinely love their makeup. And I love when I get to talk about a product that has been such a big part of my life. I mean, literally daily. So let me tell you a little bit about one of my very favorite makeup companies. Thrive Cosmetics products are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. This is super important to me. Their clinically proven formulas not only highlight your best features, they actually improve your skin over time. That's awesome. And I love that they are formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. Plus, they are vegan. They're never tested on animals. They're Leaping Bunny and PETA certified as 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And then to top it off, to make this company even more amazing, they have a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, such as women emerging from homelessness or surviving domestic abuse or fighting cancer and so much more. Plus, right now during the holidays, they have some amazing gift sets that are available that are perfect for gifting or treating yourself can I just recommend their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara where you get three minis and you get one free. That's my favorite deal ever. I buy a couple so I can use them for quite a while into the new year. Their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, you know, if I was hard pressed, I would probably say it is my favorite product of theirs because I love that it is a tubing mascara so it comes off super clean. I never get raccoon eyes. I'm not fighting with a bunch of chemicals to try to get it off of my face. It just magically comes off exactly when I want it to. And it makes my lashes look plump and amazing, holds them right where I want them to be. I feel like it really keeps that curl for me. It's just my favorite. And if I had to pick a skincare item, I would have to say I really love their Defying Gravity Eye Lifting Cream. I use it morning and evening. I just feel like it really does a good job of tightening and plumping everything around my eyes and makes me feel a little bit younger, which I could really use these days. So you guys, I just love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. Their products are some of the best I have ever used, and their Bigger Than Beauty mission is truly inspiring. I know that you're going to love them as much as I do. So visit thrivecosmetics.com slash livewell for 15 off your first order. This is an exclusive offer you can only get through my podcast. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash live well for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash live well. And if you didn't catch the link here, you can also find it on Instagram and in today's show notes. Thank you so much to Thrive for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. Which brings me to the next part of the podcast. How can we be simplifying this season? Like there is so much food around it and it's like we have to do the party food and the traditional food for, you know, the actual days where we celebrate and all of that. But we also still have to eat dinner every day. Like these ridiculous people who want to eat all the time. So (laughs) what do you guys do to help simplify all the food that, you know, the all the way around in the holiday season. How do you guys handle that? 
you already kind of mentioned, probably the one that both Riley and I want to talk about is menus, Yeah. Um, particularly for specific holiday meals. You know, menus are really easy. If you're somebody like Riley's mom, who you guys make the same meal every Christmas or Christmas Eve, you can just go and create that menu right now. Um, yeah. You know, last year in 2020, um, the development team upgraded our menus feature. So we now have the menu editor. So you can actually create a menu without adding anything to your meal planning calendar yeah. in plan to eat. Um, so it's really easy just like now, well, you have some free time. If you have some free time right now, uh, you can just go in and you can create your holiday menu. You can create your Christmas menu and then it's ready for you to just easily drag and drop to your planner for the day that you're going to have that meal. You don't have to go and plan that on your planner right now and maybe not be certain about all the things that you want to add yet. Um, so just like when you're thinking about it, when you're remembering it, when, you know, Riley remembers the name of her mom's recipe, she can finally <laughs> go, she can finally go in and add that to her menu so that she remembers it. Um, but I mean, and you can also use menus in the other regard of like, perhaps you've saved menus in the past that you're like, these are easy recipes. These are family favorites. These are things that I know, um, you know, work well with a busy schedule and you've already yeah. added those to a menu. It's just super easy to have those on hand. So that way when things get busy and you're having, you know, holiday gatherings or whatever, and life is a lot more crazy, you can just use those menus as your regular meal plan. And you don't have to think so much about like, what is it that we need to eat? Like, what do I need to prepare? You know, you can have yeah. a menu that's just all 30 minute dinners, or you can have a menu that only has maybe two dinners in the week, but they just give you a massive amount of leftovers for yeah. the rest of the week or something. Yep. I, I totally agree. Like that is the way that I'm able to juggle it all is having the menus or having the plan that I've done in advance. So I don't get to the moment and either not know what we're having or not have the things we need. Because that's the other piece of it is when I have the plan that I'm able to be more efficient at my shopping, especially I think during this time of the year when we're doing like a lot of, you know, I'm going to do a bunch of baking, but it's over a span of weeks. Well, if I already kind of know those things that I'm doing, I can buy all of it at once. Like, so I'm not going back every week trying to get everything that we need. I can buy more in bulk so I can be like more financially savvy in how I'm going about all of it. And then just knowing the daily stuff too. So that it's like, we went shopping this past weekend and my boyfriend was like, well, you know, we'll just kind of figure it out when we get there. I was like, oh no. <laughs> How long have you been around me now? Like, that's not happening. I'm whipping out my plan to eat app. Like I, I'm not stepping in that store until I know exactly what I need or it's just going to be a mess. And I think that that's a big part of it. Just like putting in that little bit of time to figure it out beforehand saves you so much stress in the moment. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, so I have a couple of things too, but the first thing I'm really excited to tell you is that I text my mom and she texts me back <laughs> and the name of the recipe is cavatini. Cavatini? Um, cavatini. See, it's really hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> remember. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll see if I can get the recipe. If it's not a family secret, I'll add it to my plan to eat. And then people can become friends with me. Um, and my username is Riley. So you can connect with me and you can have this wonderful recipe. <laughs> There you go. Um, all the other thing, yeah. The other thing that works super well for us, um, is batch cooking. So, mm -hmm. um, in the freezer, so at, you can do this with anything, but I will make a double batch of things that we're eating within the next month, even, um, a soup, a stew, a casserole, um, you can even do this with cookies. I could make a triple yeah. batch of, of sugar cookies totally. or a triple batch of molasses and ginger cookies or something and just freeze all of those things. Um, and then that way, the week of Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating or the week of New Year's, um, I don't have to think as hard about the other dinners and I can think more about the special the special ones. Um, I can just pull out that soup or pull out that casserole and pop it into the oven. So dinner's covered. You can use the freezer and plan to eat, um, to keep track of what you've frozen. Um, but I would just say it's a huge time saver because it's so easy to double a batch of soup or a casserole or something now. Uh, and then I've got it for later. So, um, if you're not doing that, man, it's a huge time saver for us. And I'm already even thinking about it now, um, for later in the month, um, to kind of yeah. just cover some bases for dinner when I don't have to worry about it. 
And I think it's so much easier to do that like during the winter than other seasons like summer, spring, where you're eating more fresh. Like you're just, you're naturally eating more of those kinds of casseroles and soups mm-hmm. and, you know, all lasagna or whatever. And it's so much easier to do that kind of batch cooking, I think, during yeah, exactly. these colder yeah. months, because it just kind of lends itself to that. But I love that idea. And you mentioned the freezer. Now, I want to make sure that people understand what this feature is on Plan to Eat, because it's one more thing that you have in your arsenal to be mm-hmm. able to plan and actually know what you have, which is for me sometimes like the biggest hurdle, like, oh, I forgot I put that in my freezer. Oh yeah. If I have it in plan to eat, then I know. So will you explain to people exactly what that is? Sure. So um, this is a bit of an advanced feature of plan to eat, but the basic of it is that you add a recipe to your planner and then I can tell plan to eat that I want to add this to my freezer. um, And I can customize the number of meals and servings that I'm going to be freezing. Um, that adjusts the serving size of the planned recipe. So all the ingredients, um, if I'm making a double batch, all the ingredients double on my shopping list. So I'm buying exactly what I need for that larger batch. Um, and then I can tell, um, tell plan to eat how many meals and servings each thing is going to make. And then it stores it into my freezer. Um, inside of the freezer, it shows you when you froze it um, and then how many servings and meals you've got with that. So say it's lasagna and we've got two lasagnas that serve six people each. Um, I can drag them both onto my calendar and that'll take them both out of the freezer. Or if I just take one, um, then it will reduce the number of servings and meals. So it's tallying how much I've got left in my freezer at any given point um, so that I know like, okay, back in my deep freezer somewhere, there's another lasagna. If it's something that's really difficult to keep track of, if um, you're like me and you have a very full freezer, um, it's, it helps you keep track and you can just go there. You don't have to dig through your cold freezer to find these things, you know, it's there. Um, and then when you add it to your planner, it says that this is a freezer meal. Um, and then it'll tell you to thaw it out the day before. Um, so you don't have to keep track of that either. And that's so helpful. That's the worst thing, right? Is when you've made something that you've frozen and you forget to thaw it out. And so it's like, well, well, lasagna will be ready in six hours. uh, It's going to take that long in the oven to thaw and cook or heat or whatever. Um, but that's the kind of the basics of the freezer. It's just a digital way to keep track of your frozen meals and very specifically the date you froze it and the serving sizes that you've got left. That's awesome. I didn't realize that it kept track of like the date you froze it and stuff. That's so helpful. And you guys thought of everything again. (laughs) Why should I be surprised? But you were also mentioning like the serving sizes. And that's something that I wanted to say too, especially with holiday cooking, because sometimes the number of people that you have changes like this year, we've got my boyfriend and his kids involved in our holiday planning and that sort of thing. So we're cooking for a different number of people, or sometimes like it changes based on, you know, who's going with their other side of, you know, in-laws family or whatever. And being able to have that menu where we've got, you know, all the things that we typically make or that we're going to make, but we can really easily adjust how many people it's for. What a time saver that is. And for just like, not having to put in a lot of brain effort because it just Mm -hmm. figures it all out for you. And then it makes the shopping list for you. So it's just so much easier to adjust. And especially like you might get down to, you know, right before you're about to make your shopping trip, you can just really easily adjust those numbers and make sure that you're getting exactly the amount that you need. Which is so vital. Just knowing that you have all the ingredients that you need to make the food you need is it's so helpful. The shopping list and the way it pairs with the serving sizes is just yeah. cool. It's so cool. Yeah. I use yeah, it Riley, constantly. Yeah. Riley and I talk about this a lot as just being, I mean, it seems like a very simple feature and I guess it kind of is, but it's honestly one of those simple features that is massively helpful mm-hmm. and just, you know, math isn't all that hard for yeah. everybody, but it just is, it's that time saver aspect of, well, I have you know, we have family coming in for an entire week. So that means that an entire week of recipes need to be scaled. And if you're doing that by hand, like that's going to take you a decent amount of time. Yeah. So just to be able to go in, particularly on the website planner, you can just go in and select multiple days and just adjust the meal, uh, adjust the serving size of all of those recipes at one time. So it just, yeah, it's a massive help. Well, and for someone who has like a crazy and bizarre life like I do, which I know is not the case for most people, but we have a different number of kids here every day. And so 
it's so nice for me to be able to go through and just be like, okay, on this night, we have four kids on this night, we have five kids on this night, we have two kids (laughs) (laughs) and then be able to adjust all of those amounts without having to like necessarily figure out different recipes based on the number of people that we have. Yeah. I can just really simply adjust all of that. And when we were first kind of getting into this mode of cooking as two families combined, I kept running into the problem where I wouldn't make enough food. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm sorry, Nick, you don't get to eat tonight, (laughs) but the kids are fed. But now just, I was like, I need to use that feature. And now that I have, it's made sure that, okay, this is actually how much food, like this is actually how much is going to get eaten when I have two teenage boys and a big man who works out a lot and all of these little people. It's helped so much to just be able to like wrap my brain around, okay, how much do I actually need to be cooking for everybody? So that's just like part of my daily life, not even (laughs) regarding the holidays, but it's been very helpful. So. Ladies, as 2021 is coming to an end, I have started thinking about my New Year's resolutions. That's always a really big deal to me. And as I'm heading into 2022, I am really trying to focus a lot more on my personal wellness from a lot of different angles. I'm trying to up my fitness. I'm trying to make sure I'm eating more cleanly and taking the best supplements that I can take. And I think that we all want to take better care of ourselves in the new year. And an important part of self-care is taking care of your skin. And that's why I'm excited to partner with Apostrophe. Whether you're dealing with breakouts, noticing signs of aging, or looking to even out your skin tone, Apostrophe will help you get glowing skin this new year. The thing that my family has so far mostly used Apostrophe for is helping with my son's acne. Because Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin whatever it is you're trying to work on. You simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Also, Apostrophe treats all forms of acne. Wherever it is on your body and whatever type it is, they treat breakouts from head to toe. We have loved our experience with Apostrophe for my son. He didn't want to go into an office and deal with getting out of school and the embarrassment over his face and the difference we have seen in his skin since he has been using apostrophe has been night and day. His skin looks so good now. And I really feel like we've been able to avoid a lot of scarring and that sort of thing from acne because of what he has been using from apostrophe. And I have a special deal for my audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash live well when you use my code live well. This code is only available to my listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash live well and click begin visit, then use my code livewell to sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash livewell and use that code livewell to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. And I just want to thank Apostrophe for sponsoring Livewell Anyway. Okay, can you guys think of any other, like, as you knew we were going to be talking about the holidays and food and cooking, were there any pressing things where you're like, I just have to share this amazing tip? Mm, I mean, I think in general, Riley and I, and just in Plan Teat in general, we really try to encourage people to plan ahead in yeah. general. So, you know, particularly around these busy times, you know, look at your either your wall calendar, your Google calendar, whatever, and make a note on your plan to eat planner of like the days that you're going to a party and you don't need dinner or the days that you're having people over at your house and you need to adjust the serving sizes. And just like doing those that like a, you know, it might only take you 10 or 15 minutes and that small amount of planning ahead is going to just save you so much time and so much effort over the course of the month and the times when you're feeling a little stressed out about all of the things that you have going on. Yeah. It's just like realizing that your meal plan makes sense for the things you have going on already. Yeah. Just that little bit of planning can free up some brain space. And mm-hmm. for most people, I know that that is really helpful for me. It's very helpful. 
particularly yeah. around the holidays, but just like Ronnie said, just making a note, make my meal plan. And then having that off my plate just allows me to enjoy things a little bit more because there's a little mm -hmm. bit more space in my brain to do it. <laughs> yeah. And just knowing that you have it done and you don't have to make decisions in the moment. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most frustrating things for me is if I get to like four o'clock and my kids are saying what's for dinner and I don't know like that is enough to tip scales <laughs> for the day <laughs> but if I have figured it out in advance it is just it just is one less thing to have to think about and I think that especially during the holiday season like I know this um this episode is coming out you know fairly early in the month just do it now just figure out the whole month now guys mm -hmm. like you will thank yourself all month long for having yeah. done that. And I think especially a year like this, where we're facing a lot of supply chain issues and like we're going into the grocery store and the things that we expect to be there are not necessarily there. You know, being able to pick up those things earlier, the better. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm already seeing things where I'm like, okay, I've been, I've been coming back to the store for a week now thinking this thing is going to be restocked and it still isn't like, I want to make sure for all of our holiday cooking and all of that kind of thing, I start grabbing things as early as I can that are non-perishable so that I just have that peace of mind of knowing that I have them and I'm not going to be scrambling at the last minute or having to change my plan because I wasn't able to get the things we needed. Absolutely. And another feature in plan to eat that could actually help with what you just said is the staples list. So yeah. if you're buying things early, like sh sugar and flour and um, I don't know, molasses and cranberry sauce, whatever it is that you're buying early that, that has a long-term shelf life, um, you can go into the staples list and just make a note that you've got them. Just add all of those things. And then that way, um, three weeks into December, if you're prepping for the week of Christmas and you don't, you know, you don't have to buy those things again, just a reminder. You've already written them down. You've already got a yeah. list of things you've got. Um, it can help you keep track and then spend a little less too, because you know, you already bought it, you know, the first week of December, yeah. um, but just keeping a little log is helpful with those kinds of things, especially grabbing them early. So, yeah. And I think that can be helpful in just like your day-to-day -day planning too, because a lot of times I'm planning on my computer, which is upstairs in my bedroom and I'm not in the kitchen to be going like, Oh, well, do I actually have that one ingredient that we need for this? Like, do I really have to buy it again? And when you have that already in the program and you can just look really quickly instead of having to run downstairs and find it in the pantry and whatever, that's so helpful to just have it all in one spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So many features, you guys. <laughs> I don't know how you did it, but you did. And it's my favorite thing ever. So way to go. You are so happy about that. <laughs> Okay. Well, like we kind of mentioned, I had Ronnie on the podcast a little while ago. And so she answered all of my stock questions at the end of the show, but Riley, you haven't had the chance. So <laughs> would you like to tell us what a typical day looks like for you? Yes. All right. So I have a one and a half year old. Um, so I'm going to be honest. I have thrown away my alarm clock. I don't need one because she gets <laughs> up at the butt crack of dawn. Um, so we get up Maybe I shouldn't have said butt crack on your podcast, but oh um, gosh. <laughs> um, so we get up about 6 a.m. usually. Um, and so we're up early. We spend some time hanging out in the living room, drinking our coffee and milk accordingly. Um, <laughs> and then I usually uh, start my work day a little bit later in the day, usually around nine. Um, so before I get started with work, we usually take a walk, try to spend a little time outside. Um, and then I work and so I'm a full-time mom and I work. So I, you know, I'm kind of constantly juggling and going back and forth between the two things. Um, so she'll nap and I work. And then, uh, once all those things are wrapped up, we usually go back outside and play. She couldn't be happier, um, anywhere than outside. And so we spend a lot of time outside. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I think what else we do, we make dinner, um, we hang out and then about seven o'clock is when she goes to bed. Uh, and that's when my day really gets started. <laughs> um, she goes to bed and that's when I usually work out. That's when I usually tackle some projects that I need some, you know, kind of focused quiet time for, um, or it's when I watch TV with my husband or we just spend some quality time together. Um, and then I will read and go to bed and I usually stay up way too late and we start the whole <laughs> thing over again the next day. So yeah. <laughs> In those early years, you just got to like, take it where you can get it. So Absolutely. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> okay. And what is one little way that you live well anyway, just some like little pleasure or something that you do for yourself in the midst of life's chaos? Ironically, I love podcasts. Um, yeah. And so 
usually when my daughter and I go on a walk in the morning, I listen to a podcast while I do that. And so, um, you know, I'm pushing her in a stroller usually on those walks. Cause I like to go a little faster than those one and a half year legs can walk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so just while we do that, I just spend time listening to whatever I want to listen to. And that's just kind of how I like steal a little time for myself in the day. So. Nice. I like it. Okay. Are you ready for the stock questions? A hundred percent. I'm ready. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Uh, essential oil diffuser. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? Both. There is a time for both. There is. That's true. Okay. City or country? I live in the country, but I think I'm city. Okay. I've been there. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Paper or digital? Oh man. So I, you know, I work for a digital yeah. planning company, but man, I love pen and paper. Okay. It's funny how that works, you know? Um, Okay. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? Online. Okay. It's whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Podcast. I was saying, I think we got the answer to this one. Uh, And what are some of your favorite podcasts? Oh man. Okay. So I've really been into how I built this. Um, it's an NPR podcast. Um, it is fascinating to hear people's stories of how they built businesses. So I've been really into that a lot lately. Um, and I also love office ladies. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a podcast about the office if you don't know that. And so maybe that sounds really lame, but it is them walking through how the show, uh, each episode was put together and like little behind the scenes things. And it's super funny. So yeah, it's Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey who plays yes. Angela and Pam. Yep. Yeah. And they sometimes they have like people from the show on and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah I listened to some of it with my son. It's pretty fun. It's pretty yeah, funny. Riley got me into watching that show too. And we're both kind of addicted to it now. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to not be. And there are so many quotes, like another one of the dumb reels. We were talking before we got going here and I've been creating a lot of dumb reels lately. And I did one with my son that is between Jim and Dwight and you know, there's just so many great lines. So many. Time. They fit into everyday life. They, they really do. do. They really do. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Dark. Good girl. Okay. <laughs> sports or no sports? Oh, no sports. Oh, okay. man. <laughs> Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? I'm really loving broadcasting. I'm really loving being a participant in it. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Okay. I actually really love Pearl Harbor, the movie. Oh, um, yeah. Old, right? But I really like that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a classic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where do you fall on the spectrum? You know, every time I listen to your podcast, I struggle with where I'm <laughs> if my husband was listening to this podcast, he would expect me to say 10, but I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely not the like dreadlocks quite yet. So let's yeah. just, I'm going to say seven. Okay. It's a very respectable answer. And you he know, would, I think, he would push me to say eight actually. Well, I think a lot of times the guy's perspective is skewed. Yeah. They think it's more extreme than it is, but they don't know. They, they're they don't not know how bad it could go. Yeah, they don't. How deep, <laughs> how deep they do not. They're not doing the research that we're doing. They're not seeing the people online who are living those lives. Like we yeah. are when we're Thank looking you. for the information. So they really have a skewed perspective. I feel so supported by you. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad that's what I'm here for. All right. Well, Ronnie and Riley, it was so much fun having you guys on the show. I can't wait to come on your podcast podcast very soon and you guys are just the best so thanks for coming on thank you so much yeah Yeah. thank you we always love talking to you Mackenzie yeah we'll talk again soon bye bye All right, you guys, that's it for this episode. I hope you had as much fun with Ronnie and Riley as I did. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you will be able to listen to me on their Plan to Eat podcast at the end of the month. So be sure you are checking that out and keeping your eye open for that. I, of course, will be mentioning it on Instagram when that goes live and in my newsletter. So you can be checking those things out. If you aren't a part of my newsletter yet, then you can go to mackenziecoppa.substack.com and be able to get in on all of that action 
description. And hey, for any of you who are doing your last minute shopping through Amazon, I so appreciate when you use my links. It may sound crazy, but it really is a way to support a small business this one, my business, by shopping through any of the affiliate links that I post on Instagram or in the show notes or any of those places. You can also just go right to mackenziecoppa.com slash Amazon. It will take you to Amazon, all of my recommendations, but you can really buy whatever you want and it will give us a little kickback, which is so helpful for keeping the lights on quite literally around here. So thank you for all of your support and doing your shopping through my affiliate links. It makes such a difference. Okay, until next week, ladies, I hope you are having a wonderful week. I hope to see you around Instagram and maybe over in Patreon at patreon.com slash livewelltogether. And until next time, go be bold and gracious. 